Hey everyone, it's Crystal Escobar and you're listening to the Wannabe Balanced Podcast. This is episode number 124. I'm titling it Resenting My Husband's Success. <laughs> and like I was talking about in last week's episode, I have a lot to talk about when it comes to this and I've actually been wanting to talk a little bit about it um, here on the podcast, but I didn't really know how to explain it without it coming across like I just, I'm so jealous of my husband, which I I will admit there has been a lot of that over the past few years that has come up for me. And it's never really been anything that I've experienced with my relationship with Sean. I've never, well, I guess when it comes to parenting, maybe I was jealous. I always thought Sean was much better at um, being playful with the kids. He's just more, he's just much more um, easygoing when it comes to playtime with the kids. I'm always a lot more structured and I have a hard time just letting go and relaxing. And Sean's really good at that. And he's really good at being present with the kids. And I'm always like, oh, I got to get this done and I got to get that done. I don't have time for this. And so I've been really trying to work on that. And it's been a journey for me in my motherhood endeavors. But um, Sean's example has been really great for me there. But there were times where I was jealous of his ability to be so much more fun and playful with the kids. And I just for a time there, I thought he was much better at parenting than I was. And now I'm feeling very content with our differences and his gifts and my gifts. And I feel good in that sense that I finally realized that I don't need to force myself to be like Sean. I should just embrace that part of him and how good he is at that and just be grateful that our kids have that and, and not shame myself for my lack of ability to to do that, which I've gotten a lot better at just calming down and relaxing. So I've definitely improved in that area, but I was not real good at that in the beginning. It was always a stressful thing for me to decide, well, how much time do I need to um, sit down and play with them? And it was all about like trying to figure out how to structure my playtime with the kids. And I had a hard time being real um, flexible and, and spontaneous about it like Sean is. So I've just learned to embrace the differences, but also learn from see that whenever I see something good in Sean, you know, I can aspire to be a little bit more like that, but I don't have to shame myself for not naturally being like that. And that's the beauty of a relationship and co-parenting and having the, uh, the masculine and the feminine come together and um, all the different gifts that we each bring to the table, I think can be a beautiful thing when we embrace it. And so when it comes to my other areas of jealousy towards Sean, it kind of surfaced in a lot of different areas. And one of them being his, his success in business. And he's been very successful. He's very good at what he does. He's a great entrepreneur. He's very, he works smart. He has amazing ideas and he has the, the ability to build something tremendous. And I've watched him create such amazing things in his life. And I've been so incredibly inspired and also very grateful. So I just want to make sure that I 
I let you guys all know that, of course, I've been so um, impressed and grateful and inspired by him. But then there's this bits of jealousy that comes up and it's even so shameful for me. Like, I don't even want to admit that there was any jealousy because, you know, he's my husband and I don't want to be jealous of my own husband. But I think there was this time, you know, it's been like I've spent a decade trying to build my my wannabe balance brand, um, and with my blog, YouTube, Instagram, my book, the podcast, I feel extremely proud of all the things that I've created. But then when I compare it to Sean's success, I'm like, whoa, I'm nowhere near being able to support a family on, on my income and what I've created. And so there's a part of me that's like, ah, like so angry that he's been able to create this kind of success even though I get to I get to benefit from his success we have a really comfortable lifestyle and I'm so grateful that I get to benefit from Sean's success and but I it gets me emotional because it's like like I was saying in last week's episode it's like these emotional blocks that that came up for me and I and Sean with Sean's help I've been able to dig up and um, really investigate there and find out where is this coming from? Why am I, why am I jealous of my own husband's success? Why can't I just appreciate it? Which for the most part I do, but whenever these feelings of jealousy would come up, I have a hard time hiding my emotions and Sean would, <laughs> can attest to that. If, if I'm feeling off, like I can't, I have a hard time pretending everything's okay. So it comes up. And I, I can't help it. It just comes up. And so when I finally told Sean that I was like so jealous of him that he has been able to create this tremendous success and I haven't, he was just like blindsided. He's like, what? Like it was so unexpected for him to hear me say that and um, to be angry and upset about it. He was just like, I don't even know how to respond to that at first. But with his help, he we've been able to identify like where this is all coming from. And I do think part of it has to do with being a woman and especially being a woman in the Mormon church and growing up with the men being, you know, the men being the the ones that are the leaders, they are the the ones who have all the big callings. They are the ones that supposedly can receive more revelation than women can. Like they get the priesthood. They're the only ones that can ever be a prophet and an apostle and hold all these really, really high callings in the church. And women, they, tr- you know, they try to make women feel special within the church, but I think I didn't realize how men, how much men were put on a pedestal in the religion and now being able to really dive into the reasons why I'm feeling jealous towards Sean's success. I think that is definitely a part of it is feeling like, you know, even on my mission, I felt like the elders were, were better the more special ones, you know, they were the ones called to go on the mission. Like it was more of a choice for the sisters or missionaries would joke about the women who would go on the missions were because they couldn't get married. So 
it was almost like this um, joke, but it was really demeaning. You know, like the women who choose to go on missions are the ones who just couldn't get married. So that's why they're here because they have nothing else better to do. They're not having babies. They're not married and <laughs> all of that. So um, for me, it was just like a it was something that everybody joked about. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I did always feel like the elders were really meant to be there and sisters were just, you know, oh, we'll just accommodate them. They'll do what they can, but they're not as effective as the elders. And even down to baptizing, whenever um, people that we were teaching would want to get baptized, we'd have to turn them over to the elders and they were the ones that got to baptize them. And, and so there's a lot of inequality that was experienced for me in the church, but I didn't realize it until leaving and now being able to look back and really kind of um, pinpoint exactly what it is that is causing me to resent Sean's success. And it is, part of it is the fact that he's a man. I'm a woman. I was the one that had to have all the babies and, you know, do all the the heavy lifting there when it comes to raising the babies, having the babies, being pregnant, um, being up all night with newborns, like that's the part that like, instead of just embracing my role, I just had a lot of resentment towards Sean there (laughs) because I would always think like, if only I had an entire work day to work on my goals and dreams, I would be able to be successful with my blog or what I classified as success because Sean's always telling me like why don't you feel like you're successful you've created so much you have a book you have a podcast you have a blog like why do you feel like you're not successful it it's really comes down to what I believe success is and I didn't realize that my definition of success is so superficial and my definition of success meant that you have to be making a whole shitload of money. (laughs) I'm not much of a materialistic person. Yes, I like nice things, but I've never been really into the expensive designer purses and clothes and sunglasses. That was never my thing. I never got excited about having these really expensive things. I just like things that are cute and practical. So I don't know why I've always thought that the amount of money you make is what success means. And so Sean has really been helping. I have like my own personal life coach, Sean Escobar, and he actually helps me so much because we have a lot of really long in-depth conversations about these these things. And we do this for each other. Uh, There's a lot of things that we discuss and we've been able to help each other identify where this is stemming from. Why do I get so upset about this? Where did this start? So yeah, I think that um, it all comes down to, first of all, what my definition of success is and kind of re-identifying what that means to me in a way that feels good and which I'm trying to see success in a much different way. And then my resentment around the inequality of men and women and which Sean hasn't done anything to perpetuate this. He's been really great and very much aware of equality for women. And especially since, you know, our daughters are now growing up and 
he is so passionate about women's equality. And he even calls himself <laughs> a women's lib sometimes. He genuinely believes that women are just as powerful as men. But the big lesson that I've learned here um, and kind of watching how things have un unfolded for me, how I've operated over the last 10 years and realizing that uh, my issue was this really about my desperation to prove myself as a woman. I wanted to build my brand all by myself without Sean and without other people. And it was like, I realized I was going about it all wrong anyway. Not only did I, do I need to change my definition of success because I can now say I've been tremendously successful. It may not equate to tremendous amount of money, but if I can change the definition for myself, I can genuinely believe that I have been successful, but I'm always comparing myself to Sean and the way he's been successful. So I really just wanted to prove myself as a woman. I wanted to be able to build something incredible and impress Sean in that way, you know. But, you know, that's also me trying to achieve the same kind of success if we were to equate it to money. That, um, while being a mother, that's just impossible. So I'm forgetting about the beautiful role I have here and now as a mother, as a childbearing woman. You know, I'm forgetting about the gifts there whenever I feel like I need to be I need to have had the same kind of success as Sean has. And so just having these long conversations with Sean, we've been able to get to the bottom of it. He didn't take it personal. He knew that it's deeper than that and it has nothing to do with him. And so me just embracing my role as a mother and uh, my path and also redefining what success is for me and also realizing that I don't need to prove myself and I don't need to try to become like a man and achieve the same kind of success that Sean has because he has a completely different circumstance as me um, and there is no need for me to prove myself. I just need to get that out of my head that there is no need for me to prove myself and my worth. Uh, there's other things that stem from my own childhood that makes me feel like I need to prove myself. And I've just made a whole list of the reasons why, but um, one of them was resenting Sean for coming from a better childhood than me, had, having a better upbringing. Uh, his parents never got divorced. There was it just seemed a lot more, they didn't move around all the time and it just seemed a lot more stable. And I resented that and felt like he had an unfair advantage as well. So not only am I a woman, but he, but I also came from an extremely broken home with a lot of dysfunction, like a lot of dysfunction. And and then also growing up extremely poor, which Sean didn't have to experience either. Because we were moving all the time, it wasn't always easy to make new friends. And it really affected my my self-esteem because I was the forever new kid. And everybody had already 
had, you know, everybody had already established their, their friendship groups. And I was always the new one trying to come in and, um, trying to fit in and be a part of those, those established friend groups. And that was really difficult. But of course, I can look back and see all the lessons, the great life lessons that I gained from those experiences. So uh, when I'm looking at it in a positive way and and not from a victim mentality, then I can appreciate all parts of my, my upbringing. But when I'm in victim mode, I just want to say things to myself like, oh, well, it's because I grew up really poor. It's because of the trauma and dysfunction. It's because my parents got divorced. It's because we didn't make a lot of money and I didn't have nice clothes to wear. I always want to find all these reasons why I'm not as successful as Sean instead of just embracing every part of my life, my journey, my gender, my role as a mother, all of those things. So what I'm learning from all of this is that it is much better to collaborate instead of try to be the sole creator of something big. And what I'm trying to step into is creating with Sean instead of feeling this need to prove myself without Sean. I want to embrace the fact that we are in a committed relationship. We do plan to be together for the rest of our lives. And I do want to create something amazing with him. And so we've kind of dipped our toes in the water a little bit with ER Shred. We created that together and we've been working on that together. We've had a few pitfalls in our relationship when trying to work together in ER Shred, but we've been able to work through the things that are coming up for us. And I'm learning how to co-create which is really how I would identify that because all this time I've been trying to be the sole creator, like I said, of the Want to Be Balanced brand. And I'm realizing how ineffective that is when you're the only one working on something. You're just really missing out on a, a lot of amazing things that could unfold when you bring more people into the creation process. And that's what we're doing with ER Shred, we've been really trying to embrace all the different unique gifts that each individual in our community has to offer, and we're utilizing them. We are bringing this community together, and we're utilizing everyone's gifts, and it is like a collective effort, and it's been such a beautiful thing, and it's it has grown so quickly. We've only been doing it for about a year, and to see how we've been able to build this with this amazing community by utilizing all the different people and the gifts and the talents and the walks of life. We're bringing it all together and we have really created something amazing and it is such a beautiful thing to see. And that's been an exciting thing and also a challenging thing at the same time because we're trying to work together in this process. We're trying to create something together and It's not always easy because we do run into challenges when we have differences in opinions and different ways of doing things and that can be extremely challenging and it can also be enough for me to say, never mind, I don't want to do this. You're too hard to work with and vice versa. You know, I'm sure I'm hard to work with too because Sean and I do things differently, but we are really trying to create a dance. That's really what it is. It's how I can envision what it 
looks like with Sean and I working together. You know, I love that song, Life's a Dance. You learn as you go. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. And I feel like that is something that we need to get really good at is seeing it as a dance. It's okay if we run into these hurdles when it comes to our different ways of seeing things and doing things, we can overcome them. And we can learn so much by listening to each other and being open-minded to other people's ways of doing things. And you can actually create something really, really tremendous when you can collaborate as opposed to trying to create all on your own. I believe that is the most effective way to create something wonderful is by utilizing as many people and talents and gifts as possible. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.